Just the other day, I took a friend of mine to play pickleball for the very first time. It was a drop-in gym session at a YMCA in a small town here in Canada in the wintertime. I thought we were going to go and have a really great time introducing her to pickleball. It was going to be a blast. We were going to have so much fun. But boy, was I surprised because Bob showed up. Hi there, and welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we are talking about an experience I had at a local pickleball club. It wasn't even a pickleball club, local YMCA for some drop-in pickleball. And if you have ever brought new people to play pickleball, if you have ever introduced new people, if you've ever had beginners coming to your pickleball club to play for the very first time, you are going to want to hear this. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you are a pickleball instructor or you would like to become one, why not check out PCI today? Our instructor certification program is offered 100% online. That means you can do it where you want, when you want, how you want, at your own speed. You don't have to miss your pickleball tournament. You don't have to miss school or work or travel or stay overnight in a hotel. It's so expensive to do those other courses. Head over to PCIPickleball.com today. Check out our instructor certification program. PCI, Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, so let me backtrack a little bit. So this one day I was visiting, I was traveling through through this small town, teaching some pickleball courses, and uh, I had a friend, and my friend wanted to go play pickleball. I said, hey, I can teach you to play pickleball. That's kind of what I do. So what I did is I called the community center. I looked around, where is their pickleball? I made some inquiries, and I found out about this one community center that's run by the YMCA, and I called them earlier in the morning to ask, this was a Saturday, to ask, hey, is there any pickleball today? And they said, well, no, there's no pickleball today, but there is going to be open gym time. And I said, oh, well, can we do pickleball? Sure, you can pull out the nets, no problem. The gym will be probably empty. No big deal. Come on over. So I said, that's great. And so I went there. I'm a Y member, so it's no problem. That's one of the best things, by the way, about being a member of the Y. If you're a member of one YMCA, you're a member of all of them. And so I use that a lot when I'm traveling, either to go to the gym or to use the shower or whatever. Anyway, so I was uh, assured by the person on the phone that the gym was a big space. There'd be no problem. We could do pickleball. So I arrived, my friend arrived, and I noticed the gym was indeed very big and it was separated by a few hanging dividers, you know, those big curtains that separate gyms. Now, one part of the gym was being used by some teenagers that were just playing some basketball. One part of the gym was, it was like a, a, they were setting up for a kid's birthday party is what it looked like. So a bunch of the parents were there setting things up. It was very cute. And then there was another part of the gym, probably the biggest part of the gym, the way it was sectioned off. And um, there were some people playing pickleball. And it really surprised me, right? Because they didn't say there was any pickleball. They said it was just open gym time, but there were people playing pickleball. Now, there was enough space for three full pickleball courts, lots of room in there. And at the time when we first arrived, they were all being used. And there was a bunch of like novice and intermediate pickleball players. Let's call them uh, 2.5 to uh, maybe there was a 4.0. I doubt it. Anyway, so after taking a look in and I saw all these people there, I said, well, this will be a great chance for my friend to get started. The people seem friendly. The games look very recreational. There were men, there were women. Now, I wanted to be considerate of the other people. And I wanted to be considerate of my friend. I wanted to give her a little bit of a head start. Like I said, she doesn't have a strong rackets background. So what we did is we went back to where kind of the basketball was. There's a lot of space. Kids were just like 
playing horse or something like that, and uh, checked in, said, hey, do you mind if we hit a few balls here? No problem. So no net or anything. And my friend and I, we just started kind of like rallying, and I'm teaching her a little bit to control the ball. She's hitting it back and forth, no problem. She's playing some volleys out of the air. We even got used to the habit of like the two-balance rule, all that sort of stuff, right? So it was pretty good. So we did that for probably 15 minutes, and she could kind of rally, but you know, she looks like a beginner, popping balls up and everything. So anyway, we... um. We do that. And now my plan is, okay, let's go back to the pickleball and we will watch a game or two so she can kind of see kind of the rhythm, the flow of the games. And so we come around, we walk past the little kids getting ready for their birthday party and we say, hey, um, can we play? Can new people come? And not just new pickleball players, but like new to that group. And there were two people there right away, and they were so nice. They were very accepting. They were welcoming. And they said, sure, come on out. We'd love to have new people. No problem, especially like younger people, right? And uh, my, my friend mentioned there was their first time playing. They said, oh, no problem. Here, look, there's a court right here. Why don't we go out right now? And so my friend and I go on one side of the court, and this woman and this great big tall guy go on the other side. And we had a really nice first couple of games you know they hit the ball to my friend but they didn't smack it at her they even gave her some second serves because she would often miss her serve they made her feel really welcome feel really great they saw me and they're like oh who is this guy we haven't seen him here around here before and so we had like a little bit of a chat but it was really nice anyway so the game wraps up and you know it looked like like things were kind of closing down two of the nets kind of got dragged away and then someone said, hey, do you guys want to play one more game? I said, oh, sure. Yeah, one more game. That sounds great. And the nice woman that we had just played with, she said, oh, well, I'll play. And then so did this other guy. And this other guy, let's call him Bob. Now, it was pretty clear right off the bat that we got out there that Bob's, Bob saw himself as a pretty big fish around these parts. Again, this is a small community in the wintertime in Canada. And uh, there was no question when we got out there, Bob like meant business. There was no like introducing himself. There was no friendly chit chat. There was no like, hey, where do you guys come from? Bob was just like, he was ready. And the only reason I knew what his name was was because like I walked up to the net and said, oh, sorry, I don't think we've met yet. I'm Mark. What's your name? And then he said his name was Bob. Anyway, um, so Bob... We go to play, and Bob's serve was very unorthodox. He had a backhand drop serve, lots of spin. He had this real kind of like unusual kind of pre-serve routine. But anyway, he served, and he served my friend first, and that serve came in hot. It was like fast. It was low. It was spinny. Like my friend barely like it skimmed off the edge of her paddle. Now, at this point, I thought, oh, Bob just hasn't, like, seen us play. Bob doesn't know that my friend is, like, brand new and a beginner. Had he known that, he for sure wouldn't have served like that to her, right? So anyway, a couple points later, we finally get the ball. And I go to serve, and they're up. They're up, like, quite a few points because Bob was, like, scoring his points, you know? And uh, I had to serve pretty hard. Bob was like standing way off to the side, kind of protecting, uh, I guess he was a lefty, so protecting his forehand because he really liked his backhand. And I hit the serve pretty hard, like down the team. In, four, five, six inches in, Bob hits into the bottom of the net and then calls it out. I was like, ooh, okay, Bob, <laughs> that's the way we're going to play. It's like, that was a pretty good indicator because this ball was very clearly in. Anyway, so it's now my, friend, uh, my friend's turn to serve. And, uh, and at this point, like, it's pretty clear that she's a beginner, right? Bob knew how weak she was as a player. 
well, what does Bob do? Does he go like the last people we played with and he's kind of gentle and he's considerate and says, no, Bob hits every single ball that he could get his paws on at my friend. And didn't just hit like toward her, but he hit the kinds of shots that like she has virtually no chance to make. And the thing was, I realized pretty quickly after, he even like advised his partner to do the same thing. So at this point, I couldn't help but laugh, right? If my friend popped up a high ball and then Bob smashed it down for a winner at her feet, and so I'd say, oh, great shot, Bob. Um, he kept using that hard, low slice serve against her and say, oh, Bob, that's a great serve. Good job, Bob. And, you know, if my friend would hit... Um, a short return of serve, like Bob would come in and just like crush it right, right past her. Now he wasn't doing anything that was like dangerous to her. Like he wasn't hitting up like high on her or anything like that. That's a different situation, but he was like, <laughs> he was out there to win. Anyway, game was over in less than 10 minutes. Uh, we tap paddles and I assumed that this was it. Bob was going to move on. And uh, that was when I was shocked when Bob said to me, Hey, do you guys want to play one more? I'm going to tell you what happened in that second game in just a minute. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk Sport. We've been partners with Selkirk Sport for a whole bunch of years now. Seven? Eight years? I don't know. It's too many to count almost. And one of the things I love about working with Selkirk, they are the innovators. You see them coming out with new technology, new paddles, new ideas, new concepts. I think it's really cool. And one of the things that I have really been enjoying lately has been their new ball, the Pro S1 Pickleball. It's great. It stays round. It's nice and hard. It's consistent. And what's really cool, why people are talking about it so much, is that this Pro S1 Pickleball comes with a one-year no-crack warranty. That's right, one year of no cracking. How annoying is it when you crack those pickleballs? you got to get a new one. It's very expensive. Look, you can get a 12-pack. I'm on sellkirk.com right now. You can get a 12-pack of the Pro S1 Pickleball for 35 bucks. 35 bucks for the whole year because you're going to have a no-crack warranty. You probably don't even need all 12 of those balls, right? You can give them away as gifts to your friends. Okay, head over to sellkirk.com today. Check it out. The Pro S1 Pickleball. It is the ball that I love to use right now. One year, no-crack warranty. Need I say more? Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we're talking about an experience I had recently at a local drop-in gym session at a YMCA. And uh, first game went out with my brand new friend just starting Pickleball, and we played against this guy named Bob. And Bob, Bob was mean, so mean, hitting all these hard, unreturnable balls to my friend. Not a single ball coming my way, right? Now, but Bob wants to play a second game, right? Bob seems to really be getting off on the fact that he's like going out there and dominating. So um, now I don't know this for certain, but I would be willing to bet a considerable amount of money that Bob is the guy who regularly regularly says stuff like, well, you know, you only get better by playing with better players, right? If you want to get better, you should hit to the stronger opponent. We see these comments all the time, right, online. But then, and I would say like a coward, Bob then goes and plays all of his shots to the weakest player. Why does he do this? Well, it's all about the ego, right? It's all about you feeling better about yourself. Maybe you're trying to send a message. I don't know. what. It, anyway, so, so here we are about to play game number two. Now, when it comes to rec play, I'm not one to do very much poaching. Right? I think of my mom, and my mom, when she would play pickleball, I'm convinced that how much fun she had playing pickleball was directly connected to how many times she actually touched the ball. And it wouldn't matter. If her partner came across and poached and his beautiful shot puts the ball away, she would be annoyed. 
because she would feel like that person stole her ball. And if they stole her ball, they stole her fun. Right? And so that's kind of how I think about most rec play situations is I'm not going to poach. I'm not going to steal other people's fun. Because as a default, I assume that most people kind of play pickleball in a recreational setting, sort of like my mom. But in this case, the only way that Bob was going to learn his lesson was with a little bit of poaching. And so that's what I did. And so I said to my friend, I said, hey, obviously we know what's happening here. Bob's seeing all the balls here. That's not very fun. And it's not very nice. So I'm going to start to take up a little bit more space and like take a little bit of the load off of your shoulders, right? So he can't pick on, my friend was very happy to hear this. So that's what I started to do. So I started to intercept more of these balls over the middle of the court. And as I took up more space, um, you know, as they would get ready to hit their third shot and I would kind of be right in the middle of the court, Bob would try to go behind me. But that was great because now the ball was coming toward me and I could put it away, hit it hard down at Bob's feet or whatever. Now, my friend was not, I was worried. She's like, she might be unhappy with this change. And she's like, oh no, like the look in her eye, she looked very happy. Um, and when I put a ball away or like off Bob's hand or his foot and she said, ooh, Bob didn't like that. And so she was fine with what I was doing. Anyway, my friend and I go on to win the game, and we tap paddles. And as I was chatting with the other opponent, the woman who was very nice on the other side, does Bob come and chat with us? Does Bob come and say, oh, that was a good game? Does Bob come and say, hey, who are you guys? Where are you from? No. Bob just takes the net and silently starts dragging it away across the gym. He walked away without saying another word. I guess he decided that if he was done playing, we were all done playing. My friend and I definitely would have stayed out there and hit some more balls. And I think his partner knew that because when she was talking to us, she said, oh, oh, did you want to play some more? <laughs> we can go get that net. I was like, no, Bob took care of the net. Anyway, I don't mean this um, podcast episode to be just about shaming Bob for his behavior. Look, all the other people I met that day were great. They were so welcoming and they were gracious and they were nice. They made my friend feel comfortable. She's all excited now. She traded numbers with someone. She's going to go back. Everyone there seemed to play for fun and liked involving other people and liked involving new people, frankly. Liked involving people 25 years younger than them. So I told my friend afterward that our first game, the one we played, where we had a really great time, that's mostly what pickleball is like. That is mostly what the community of pickleball players is like. Every once in a while, there's a Bob out there in the world. Um, and that's how it goes. So anyway, we had a good time. And then on the way out the door, my friend asked me where she could get herself her own paddle. She'd already exchanged numbers with the first woman we were out there, and she had plans to go back the next day. So that made me feel great. Made it worth the effort to put up with Bob. All right, that music tells us this is time to say goodbye. This is the end of the show. What do you think about Bob? Are you a Bob? I'm sure you're not a Bob. Do you know any Bobs out there? Why not let me know about that? Send me an email, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Mark at Third Shot Sports. Wow, let's try that again. Mark at ThirdShotSports.com is how you can send me an email. If you have a pickleball problem you'd like me to address or a question you have, um, you can send that by email too. But you know what's even more fun is record a voice note on your phone. Email that in. That way we can hear your voice asking the question. Thanks to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport who helped make it possible to run this podcast. And thanks to me. Well, not me, but you know, Pickleball Coaching International. If you have pickleball instructor or you would like to become one check out pickleball coaching international it's not me but i designed it pickleball coaching international is the industry leader when it comes to instructor education and instructor certification what's really cool is it's all done online so you can do it when you want where you want at your own pace don't have to miss work or school or your favorite pickleball tournament you don't have to miss your drop-in play with bob to go to your instructor certification so check out pcipickleball.com 
Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches better. And until next time, see you on the pickleball court. Don't be a Bob. <laughs>